Hey guys, it's Julia here. Welcome back to the Perspective Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Julia's perspective on change and finding stability in life. All right, so the first thing you're going to notice is that I got a microphone. Thank goodness. I ordered it bef- like while I was recording the last episode, like in the middle. I was like, okay, you know what? I can't do this. I need an actual microphone for the podcast to sound good. So now the audio is crisp and clear. So this is my real voice. It's not muffled by my AirPods anymore. So I'm super excited that all the podcasts are finally going to be really good, good professional quality. So yay, that's the first thing. I really wanted my first podcast to be something that everyone can relate to, that every single age maybe hopefully could find something useful from it. And I feel like it's a really prevalent topic in my life right now, just with the change. I just moved to college. I just moved to Los Angeles, which isn't that much of a change geographically. It's an hour away from my hometown, but it is very different culturally. Like the city of LA is very different from my hometown. So it's still a big adjustment, a big change. And I know a lot of people around me are also going through a lot of change. And it's really hard to find stability in that change. So I really want to do my first podcast episode on this and just touching upon it and how to deal with it and how to find stability in all this change. I think it's crazy because in high school and going into high school, I know I was told by all the upperclassmen, like, oh, like, Make sure to take your time and go to every single event in high school because it goes by so fast. You grow up so fast. And I really never believed it until I'm at this stage. And now looking back at how fast everything went, I, I can't even believe it. I can't believe that I'm an adult. I can't believe that I am here now and that this is my life right now. It's so crazy and it all goes by so fast. And I think that the hard part about it is the change and the changing of all the momentum of life and that's what makes it so hard like this era of myself and all the new goals and things I aspire to be and chase they're all there and they're all so prevalent and just ready to come out and they're they're ready to go but this time also comes with monumental fundamental change as I'm stepping into adulthood one thing right now that I'm really struggling with is the definition of home where I'm not sure if college is home or if my home's my home, like my hometown and where I'm from is my home with my family, because obviously that's always going to be my home. But now I'm kind of split because when I'm out in L.A., I say, oh, can we go home? And I actually mean my college. I don't really mean the house that I grew up in. So the definition of home is really something that I'm struggling with right now. And I think that that part of change is very prevalent of not knowing what is home or what to call home. But it also is an unseen blessing because now I have two homes and there's nothing better than having double the homes, double the people to go home to and to go see, which is great. And I'm so, so thankful for that. But obviously there still is the challenge and the change of not having one place to go to where it's always certain and always stable. Now there's two places which in itself isn't stable 100% of the time because you do have to pick between the two. And again, I just want to be vulnerable on here and to be able to share where I'm struggling. So this is, I know there's many different things about change and this is just one area where I'm really struggling in particular right now. Change is really hard and everyone goes through it and it's unavoidable and it still happens, but that doesn't make it any easier. It's often really hard to embrace when everything's spiraling out of control. And I think the problem with change is that it causes stress, even if it's positive. 
because you don't know what's going to happen. And I think that that's why change is hard because of the unknown, because you don't know what's going on, because it's foreign to you and because it's unpredictable. Like you can't control being fired from a job and you can't control losing someone. And I know that there's changes that you can control, like you can control which college you go to or maybe you're purposely moving states. You can control that change, but it doesn't take away from the unknown parts of the change that are still scary. I feel like the way to stop the spiraling out of control of change is to find that stability. So I'm going to be talking about what stability looks like and how to find that stability in ways that I find that stability in my everyday life, in my day-to-day life, even if that change is crazy or not. So these methods of stability can be used like no matter what you're going through. But I think that they're especially helpful going through a large change in life. So I just learned about this. I'm going to be sharing this. It's Pygott's theory. So Pygott is a philosopher, and he learns that there's two ways to deal with change, according to his theory. There's assimilation, which is the first one, and there's accommodation. And Pygott states that with these two different ways of dealing with change, you have to mix both of them together in order to be able to withstand the change. So you have to mix assimilation and accommodation, and you can't just have one or the other to be able to make it through the change successfully. So I find this really interesting. So assimilation is where you keep the information that you already know in your life. You keep what is you keep what is natural to you and what is grounded and rooted in you, but you also assimilate the new things from the change into your life. So it's like it's like adding it on to what you know and what you already know and have made foundations in in your life. So maybe me moving from California to New York where it snows during the winter. And I would already know how to deal with the heat of New York in the summer, but my assimilation would be also adding that knowledge of winter and dealing with snow and learning how to shovel snow, which is not something I want to learn how to do, but that would be like definitely a great change in life. And then the second one is accommodation, where you restructure what you think and what you know to completely adapt to the change. So everything you know in the past, you take it out. And you completely let the change come in and take it all away and change what you know. So in accommodating, you're completely letting the change take complete control of everything. I'm not necessarily sure if I completely agree with the accommodation because I feel like you're not the same person without your past and without your history. So I think it's important to highlight that he says it's an interweaving of both of them where you have to completely redesign new things as you go through change, as you're learning these new surroundings and as you're dealing with the change, but also that it's in your past that can also help you get through the change with your past experiences and your past foundations and relationships and your connection to whatever that old place was before the change. And I really feel like by mixing these two and remembering that it's okay to learn new things in the change, people can make it through the change and that it will be okay. But that it's also... I'm very stubborn and I don't like admitting when I'm wrong, even if I am wrong, which is a very toxic trait of mine. But I think it's important for me and for anyone else that is stubborn or could think like that, that what I know isn't everything and that I have to adapt to the change in order to make it through the change. Apart from Pygott's theory and remembering that I have to be okay with adapting to the change to make it through the change, one thing that helps me find stability is to remember that sometimes the change can feel out of control 
but that you are really in control, meaning that you control your perspective on how you look at the change and how it affects your day-to-day life. You control how, do you, how you react to everything around you, and you control your emotions. Emotions are so temporary, and they vary literally from hour to hour, and you can change those emotions, and you can think about things differently in order to react to the change differently and find that stability in the change. And I think for a lot of people this is true, including me, where anxiety about the future comes from the unknown and not what's going to happen. So as soon as you take it back a step and remember that you're in control, you're in control over your perspective, how you react and your emotions, that you're in control and there's nothing controlling you, that what you're afraid of controlling you, you can control. And in this control is routine. Routine is something that really helps me and literally all humans are people of nature because we love routine and we naturally do it actually psychologically without even thinking about it. Like I know in high school, my friends and I would try to get the same table every single day because that was our table. And if someone else is sitting at our table, you better get the fuck out of our table because this is where we sit. This is where we go. And there's no actual claim on our lunch table, but you know that if you're at this table, you're going to be getting kicked by one of us. So we all like what's naturally ours and what we're used to and we go to that same place. Even like favorite food, like I go to a restaurant and I order the same thing every time if I had the best, the best experience there. And if I know I love that food because sometimes it's too much of a risk to try something else and to try something new once you know that you like something. And there's so much comfort that's found in this routine that throughout all of the change, I know I can go to this restaurant and eat that one meal of pasta from Oliver's Osteria, the truffle pasta. It's so bomb. Like, I know I can go there and have a good meal and have a good day and have a good end of my day, no matter what. And so when you have these routines and things like this, it helps get you through the chain. Like, it sounds so dumb, but if we didn't get that lunch table where we are supposed to, like, the whole day was thrown off. I don't care what I had for breakfast, if I had something good for breakfast, I don't care if my classes were good, if that change was there, it is hard and it wrecks the day if you have to go somewhere else. And that is hard because change is hard no matter how insignificant it is. Something as stupid as a lunch table still matters and still like goes to show how hard change is and how humans are such people of routine. And so for me, if the change wrecks one of my routines, I like to highlight another routine that I can control every single day, that is stable in my life, that I know I can have every single day where that one routine isn't changed. By you setting a routine and controlling something every single day, it's a tangible thing that you can see is not changing in your life and it helps you regain that stability. It's a fact that a routine is built after 21 days. So if you can complete something every single day for 21 days, it's considered a routine and it's considered a habit. And I don't mean like a full daily routine because the change can like mess up your full daily routine as well, especially if it's new to you and what you're going through. By routine, I mean one thing that you control that can happen every single day. So for me, it's my journal that I do in the morning and at night. I do this every single day. I know I have it. I know it's stable and I look forward to it. I look forward to it when I wake up and I look forward to it when I go to bed. And I know one thing that is a struggle is even making a routine in the first place and even remembering to have that routine 
and to do and accomplish that routine. So one thing that helps me is an incentive. I'm very, very incentivized and I like having a goal and knowing that I'm working towards something. So with the scientific fact that a routine's based after it's created and happens naturally after 21 days of doing it, I give myself an incentive starting from the first day that I start my routine in three weeks, 21 days. At that 21 day point, after having the routine and doing it for 21 days, I give myself an incentive. So for me, like examples of incentives would be to spend extra money on gas for that day on the 21st day of doing the routine and driving down PCH to clear my mind. Because something I wouldn't normally do is spend the extra money on gas, so it's an incentive to me to be able to go on a nice drive by myself. Or it's treating myself to an expensive coffee from a local coffee shop that I wouldn't normally get. The incentive can be really small, but it just gives you that motivation to form that routine and to keep it going. To recap all of that, when the change wrecks your whole routine of life, find one small routine that you can have for a day-to-day basis that can help you feel that control over the change. And if you struggle finding the routine or making sure that you stick to the routine, give yourself an incentive to keep it going for three weeks. Okay, we're switching gears now. Another thing that helps with stability is to make a list and make a list of every single thing that you're worried about. And I mean complete dump, even if it's a slight worry, like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to wear to this event on Saturday, put it down, put every single thing you're worried about down and dump it on a piece of paper. And then as you go through the list, cross things out that you can't control. Like, can you control what you're going to be wearing to this event on Saturday yes you can so don't cross that one out but can you control how that conversation three days ago went that you're overthinking about that you've been overthinking about for days no so that's something you you would cross out and then with all the things that are left uncrossed out all the things that you can control you're going to pick the top three and you're going to make a detailed list of five points of how you can solve this problem and how you're going to find a solution to it so make a list of everything cross out what you can't control pick the top three things that you can control that you want to be the priority of that day and make a list of how you can accomplish those things because three things doesn't sound like a lot but that adds up every single thing that you accomplish throughout the day is important like making your bed first thing when you get up it sets yourself on the right path of being in control and having that routine that you're being productive and getting things done And I think it's really important so you can physically see it. You can put this list up somewhere and physically see what you have to do and how you have to do it. And in that, the change becomes more bearable because you have that stability and you have a set plan for how you're going to get there. And you can tangibly grasp it. It's It's not going anywhere and these are things that you can control and you can fix. And I know I've talked a lot about how change is hard, but also... Change can be really, really beautiful and it can be a time for growth and motivation and new beginnings. And with those stable ideas and routines, it can help you become the best version of yourself if you're meeting change at the right place. If you're all over the place and then things change, it's only going to go downhill from there. But if you're set up for change and you have an open mind going into it and you're ready and you know that you can control the change, then you're going to bloom and then you're going to blossom and then... That's the change that's going to develop you to become a better person and to learn new things and to meet new people. Like, what if the change 
is what you need to become the best version of yourself. You would never know if this change isn't happening right now. And what if this change leads you to where you're supposed to go or makes you meet someone that you're supposed to meet? Change could be the catalyst, but you can be in control of the change. And I know I mentioned in the beginning, like, struggling where home is, especially at a time in college. But one thing that helps me with this change in this just double phenomenon of not knowing where to go is to remember that you are your own home and that you don't need a physical place to call home because you are enough on your own. And I know that home necessarily isn't a place, but it also can be people. It can be a thing um, for some people. But it's important to remember that you are enough on your own and that you don't need to be somewhere in order to be home and that your body is home and that you alone can be home. One exercise that really helps me learn to be okay with being alone is to take yourself on a date. It sounds like a little weird, but basically you're going to go by yourself and go to, well, when I think of a date, stereotypically I think of like, a dinner sit down dinner so this could be something you do or you can go to the beach by yourself but basically what you're going to do is you're going to go take yourself on a date meaning that you're going to go spend quality time with yourself a chunk of time maybe like an hour and a half two hours and you're just going to go be by yourself in that moment wherever you choose to go and the idea of this is that you become so comfortable in yourself being your own home that you don't need to go out or hang out with anyone else in order to be outside of your comfort zone. That you are so okay with yourself that you can go out to dinner alone and sit at a table alone and either talk to the people around you at the tables next to you, meet your waiter, talk to your waiter, bring a book and read while you're waiting for your dinner to come. But the idea is that you're so comfortable in your own skin and you yourself being your home that you can go be alone and do things that you normally would have done with other people. I used to do this monthly before I was in a relationship and it really was the fastest time of my own personal growth because when you're alone and when you are sitting alone and have nothing to do but be in yourself, you notice a lot of different things about the world, about people. People watching is super fun, always something to do. I remember one time I went to an Italian place in my hometown called Chow Pasta alone and there was an older couple next to me just on a date the two of them and they noticed that I was alone and oh of course everyone no most people don't go to places like dinner alone so of course when you are alone everyone's gonna ask you like oh are you waiting for someone else and you get to be you get to have the power move and say oh no I'm alone but everyone is very curious that you are alone because it's not common to see that so of course this this older couple as anyone else would have asked me they asked me oh like are you waiting for someone and I was like oh no like I'm just here alone and they're like oh wow like that's really brave of you like what's your name like like how are you doing and stuff like that and so I started talking to them this was during the college process when I hadn't decided what college to go to and they actually helped me pick LMU they told me that their niece went here and absolutely loved it because of all the diversity and because of the very culturally immersed city of Los Angeles that it is in. And it actually really helped me decide in my college process when I was really, really struggling. And it's in these moments of being alone and realizing that you can be okay alone that you finally find stability in finding your home. 
and you finally find stability in who you are. And once you have stability in being who you are and in being yourself, and once you realize that it's okay to be alone sometimes because you are all that you need, you can find that change becomes way easier to come through and that you are very stable in yourself. Because even as all the change around you is circling and spiraling and it could be going out of control, that you have a place to come back to and that place is yourself. And you are your greatest power. You are the only person you can really, truly rely on. And I know there's other people that you should rely on because it's healthy too, like relying on your friends and your family. But you yourself are the only person that you know for sure will be there 100% of the time. So I think that you might as well get to know yourself if you're with yourself 100% of the time, right? You might as well learn to be alone while you can. You might as well learn to be comfortable in yourself to be able to find that stability in yourself. And I think that finding that in yourself is the greatest stabilizer through all the change and through all that life has to throw at you. I recorded this episode in my dorm like three-fourths of the way through and I just went to the study room that I booked and I'm recording it now and one of the study rooms that I'm in, which is like an enclosed room in the library, in our school library that you can book, um, that has like a window, like looking outside so I can see everyone walking. It's weird being alone right now because there's no one else listening to me talk. It's only me and it's only me here. And that is scary. And even the change of making a podcast and suddenly having people listen to my thoughts and my ideas and people wanting to hear what I have to say, that idea is scary. So in itself, I'm still trying to work through the changes and finding that stability in myself and the confidence that knowing that what I say can matter and can have purpose. There's still challenges in everything, even in what I'm doing right now. And I want to close by saying that every single person has change going on in their life, whether you know about it or not, and that all people experience this. And you're not alone in it. There are so many various different types of change that people are going through and various different ways of struggling with it and it's important to reach out to those that you trust when you are struggling with the change because if the people you love don't know how can you ever get help it's easy to find stability in yourself to mentally get through the change and to know that if the change causes people to leave that you will be okay but in other types of change it is good to rely on everyone else around you as well. That in order to make it fully through the change, you have to find stability in yourself and in your circumstance. But that to get support through the change, it's really helpful to tell other people as well. And even just a short conversation like, hey, I'm really struggling right now. Like, can you be with me while I read? Or like, hey, can we go like walk to the beach? Or can we go to the beach? And like, we don't even have to talk, but can we just like be together so I can say it? in silence and just sit with my thoughts and just contemplate everything that's going around me to find those calm moments but in company with other people because sometimes it you you can feel so stable in yourself that once you reach that point then why not have other people around you as well but I think that in order to find the stability in the change you have to be comfortable with yourself first but that after that you should reach out to people because people around you that care about you are also going to help you get through the change because who knows they could be going through the same thing as you so i think that by sharing that you're also struggling it can help you stabilize your own life also going back to pygott's theory by telling people that you're struggling with change 
you allow yourself to be exposed to other assimilations and accommodations where you're learning things in the change, but you can learn other from other people in that change as well. They're like part of you changing yourself could also be learning other people's opinions and values and thoughts about the changes that you're going through. Because when you have multiple people thinking about the same thing collectively, there's so many more ideas and you can grow as a person in that change through the assimilation and the and the accommodation of other people's thoughts when you share it with them too. So I want to close out this episode by saying that you are in control of the change and that you have to learn to get through change that the change can't control you. That you are stable in yourself to get through change and you are stable in community with others to be able to adapt to the change. And you are stable enough on your own that you are able to get through it no matter what. That this wouldn't be put in your path if you couldn't get through it. And that by learning the new things along the way and using assimilation and accommodation to grow as a person, you'll become a better person because of the change. And that is so inspiring to think about that you can come out of this change being a new person and having those new perspectives and thinking different things and having these new experiences. And that's a beautiful thing as you're allowed to grow as a person. So that's all I have for this episode. It's, what are we at? 26 minutes, 24 seconds. It's like a little longer than I thought it would be, but (laughs) that's okay. Um, I'm so excited to finally release this as my first episode. I'm gonna go edit it. And my goal is to have maybe an episode every week, every week-ish is the goal. So I hope I can stick to that as like school is picking up and stuff, but that's really the goal here and what I'm trying to do. But I love you all. Have the best week ever and don't forget to live a life of love.